Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live. You know the deal by now. It's Fred and Atlantic with your host, Joel. I hate the way I say that, but that's me. And yeah. some guy, Ed. Yeah, it feels very awkward when I say my name as well. I don't like saying my name. It's just like, ugh. It's not for me to say, in it? And it's, especially when you're doing a weird accent. It's like, ah, ah. Oh, well, yeah, by yeah, the way, yeah. I'm just going to say, I sounded so good in that thing, yeah? A pop-up comes up and goes, set up professional audio settings. And are you playing music? Oh. I was just going to say the consistency. Before that popped up, I was going to say the consistency throughout the whole 10, 15 weeks we've been doing this has been decent. Uh, not decent. It's been, it's been you know, good. It's been on yeah. the... Now it? this is a fun week because there's no passion in it. It's just straight games. No. Now it's just straight analytics. It's straight, not analytics. It's just straight picks. And am I right? Am I wrong? Like the gambler spirit kind of thing. The annoying thing is that, so there were eight teams last week. I had five of them. You had three of them. Mm-hmm. That's completely flipped this week. Because guess what? My free held out. My <laughs> free one job. My free one job. What? My free came in. Yeah, go, 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 go. I was going to say, I went from eight and five to three and one. No, eight and three to three and one. That's I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I'll tell you what, yeah. I'll tell you what, wait. What, what thing started it? The Packers? Yeah, okay. So that was my yeah. bold prediction. So if you start off mm-hmm. first game of the week, mm-hmm. Packers-Rams, that was my bold prediction. I thought the Rams will go in and... I said I I, I I listened I listened to it back because I was doing the editing. Yeah. Wow, I actually said that the Rams are gonna walk all over or like smack up the Packers. Well, that did not happen. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, Awkward. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers heard that. I said, "What? Kill the noise! I'm on. It's, it's on site. <laughs> it's on site. When you see when I when I see that boy when I see that boy nine nine come through, he's gonna have to run to catch me. It's on site." That was tough, uh, um, Donald. That was tough. Uh, oh. If he was 100%, like, okay, I'm not saying that Rams would have won, but it could have, it would have been such a different game. And you realise how much, how good the secondary becomes when you've got that amazing pass rush there mm. uh, who can just speed up the, the frozen decision-making of the QB. Although it is Aaron Rodgers who, what is it? It's got less incomplete, so what is it? Less... Like the lowest amount, the lowest uh, turnover rate ever from yeah. NFL QB. So he's not going to throw that many interceptions. But it's annoying that it wasn't 100% Aaron Donald. But here's, here's the thing, right? He's not going to throw that many interceptions, but you can get those guys to drop balls. You can get them to drop balls. Like they dropped every week I've been paying attention. Every mm-hmm. week I've watched the Packers match, they have dropped the ball in the end zone. At least one. At least one. Sometimes it's three balls, sometimes it's two, but it's always going to be at least one. And this this week was no different. You, you say we've got um, Jalen looking looking Devonte up. Devonte had the highest amount of, I think he's at the highest this year, on on Jalen in this match in that matchup, if I'm not mistaken. But if if we if we take out that matchup, because obviously that was going to be highly contested, Lazard dropped the ball in the end zone. Valdez Scantling dropped. Like balls were dropped, like important balls were dropped. Like it's not nothing to sniff at, nothing to it's nothing to be like, oh yeah, you know, they in in uh what was it garbage time, you know, people lost concentration and all that. Like these these were balls that potentially could have cost the game had it been closer. 
Yeah. Or not it wasn't even it wasn't even in like the um the part of the game where it's like, oh, we've got this locked up and blah blah blah, or oh we're far enough. Like they were close and they yeah, were still yeah, dropping yeah. them. So it's just it's it's literally one of those things. Does that make you worried then going into the well going into the matchup next week against the Bucks where the Bucks could make them pay? That that has made me more worry for years with the Packers. Because what what was it? It was the um it was getting thrown over the top so thrown over the top um on the defense and then what was it on the offense like you're not gonna you're not gonna say aaron Rodgers is a problem (laughs) people try to but then if you if you really look at if you really watch the games right that there are balls that should have been caught there are routes that should have been run and you could you could see it in theory from after he's done what he's done you could see why he's done it you get what i mean you may not see it before or while it's happening but afterwards and they showed a replay and all that. You see, one guy did this, one guy did that. Um, they covered the guy in this way. So you you could like step by step, you could see exactly why Aaron Rodgers threw the ball where he did. Sometimes you just have to catch it, and that's just there's just whatever's going on, you just have to catch the ball, and that's always been a worry for the past couple of years for me with the with the Packers or something, and their refusal to draft in the first round for a receiver. Yeah, any offensive talent. Uh, they've still got, well, I, I was going to say they still got Mercedes Lewis because I remember Mercedes Lewis was their tight end last year because he was yeah. a Jags boy. Um, but obviously they've got um, Robert, what's his name? Tonyan. They've got Tonyan now this year. Big I was just, Tonyan. I was, he had some nice nice big plays on, like, on, on a couple of third downs. Um, I was going to say, I was just block- looking at the receiving stats for the Packers. I mean, yep. Lazard did have four receptions for 96 yards. He had, I do remember a couple yep. of big plays from him during the game. Uh but linking that actually to the Rams, I remember telling you about the Rams a couple of weeks ago, they are so top heavy. They paid Goff all that money. They paid Donald all that yep. money. They paid Jalen all that money. The conversation was then, do they have enough other pieces around them, enough depth to maintain the other players that the opposition have? And it seemed in this case, the answer was no. If you don't have Donald at 100% or Jalen at 100%, there's a severe, it feels like a severe, I like their linebacker, the number 50, always forget his name. Um, I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I know Ebukam, but it's, it's not it's not him because he's a, it's been a while since for him, hasn't it? He's the only other player who I know can make plays on that Rams defense, uh, and yeah. and Leonard Floyd coming off the edge alongside Aaron Donald. Um, apart from that, I don't know too many other playmakers. They had the geezer who got the pick six against the Seahawks last yeah. week, but yeah, there isn't enough game changers or playmakers. And find, I also want to give credit to. Please the Packers O-line because they didn't let up any sacks and they had over a hundred, the the rushing offense had over 150 yards and they were doing so well to get some early first yard gains to allow the passing yeah. game to then open up. Cause if you get five or six yards on a pass play in the first, on the first play of a drive, then you're set up yeah. to, to throw the defense off whatever you do. So it was really nice what, the offensive line were able to do the holes, they were able to create the protection they were able to give Aaron Rodgers because he had quite a bit of time to throw quite a few balls. It's but that's that's the thing. They're let's say they're passing off they're passing their pass blocking, sorry, has been great for the most part for years. Obviously, it helps when you've got Aaron Rodgers that can improvise, but they are they have their calling card for a while was being able to protect him for forever while he was able to, you know, get people off routes, basically what they were saying the Seahawks can do. Um, kind of the scramble drill kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but the, their problem for years was the run blocking, I guess, or the maybe the lack of 
a decent running back. Um, now they have both. Um, so what if, essentially you have a pro- what you have is a problem. Um, that's what it is. If Aaron Rodgers can, if Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers as he's proved this year, you the way you kind of your defensive meetings in the week leading up to how to defend him, you're not going to be like, yeah, you're going to take away their number one receiver and then da da da. I mean, he's proven he can do that. He's proven he can beat you like that. We're not going to uh, take away, let's say, we'll take away, lock down the second receiver and, you know, double cover Devonte, and that's it. Because they've proven that they can deal with that too. So the the kind of way to deal with it was to put pressure on him, um, but, uh, but most importantly, make sure they don't have a run game. Because if you can commit to run defending um, and then maybe have three up front or four up front to defend it, to defend the run, and it works, I'll be fine. Now we have a problem. Even though AJ Dillon went down, so it's unfortunate he was having a big year. Um, but yeah, they, they've they've proven that it, they're they're, they're going to be a problem. So I was looking at just looking at my notes. I was writing down for the game. Mm. The first thing I wrote in the first half was Packers' offense looks so smooth and so composed. That was just the way I watching it aesthetically. It was just so mm-hmm. smooth and so yeah, we know what we're doing. Bang, 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 bang. It was so impressive to watch. And I also wrote Packers O-line dominant dominated, which they did. Yeah. Um, again, Aaron Donald, it was it was an it was actually quite sad seeing Aaron Donald only have one man cover him and it be enough <laughs> and it for him to be frustrated because we know it's always the other way around. You can't yeah. leave one geezer on Aaron Donald, but uh Rams offense, I would also so actually uh, Rams defense as well. They got a, the first time they in, they got a solid set of stops was in the fourth quarter. They could not get any solid like three or four stops on their defense mm-hmm. until it got to the fourth quarter, which is really disappointing from them. If you flip it on the other side, um, the Rams offense really disappointed with their O line. Their O-line used to be their their bread and butter where when they had Todd Gurley and when last year when they had Henderson running the ball. Oh no, the year before when they had Henderson running the ball, their O-line used to be really good at being able to create those holes and those run plays and then laying off the play action, as we always say with a lot of these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's really disappointing what they were able to do on Saturday. I'm not sure what you think about the Rams offense. I'm gonna say that what well, we've said before, the Rams offense is predicated on running and play actions. Um if a team that people have said has got a poor run defense can shut that all down, it's that, like, that's an issue you need to deal with in the offseason. Like, I'm not sure whether it's coaching, I'm not sure whether it's just players or knocks and all that. Um, obviously, Whitworth came back, so it's kind of you kind of have to deal with that of kind of gelling back together and all that and cohesiveness and all that stuff. But it's, I didn't see Goff doing anything particular before the game that would scare me in this one um but that was because well he doesn't he that was before like his thumb like yeah. i'm i'm not scared of golf until yeah. he makes me scared in the game you get what i mean yeah and yeah, yeah. he showed he showed last week that he he can get it he, like it just wasn't the same i don't know how he got it done last week but it just wasn't like it, him his throws weren't the scary ones but they just got off this week they did not they did not so you made a good point in terms of not being scared of Goff. You're not scared of Goff. You're scared of the play calling to get a geezer wide open for a 40-yard mm-hmm. gain or to make a short pass to one of those slot receivers or one of those uh, receivers on a screen pass mm-hmm. and him just get 20, 30 yards run off the catch because there's great blocking ahead of him. 
I was really disappointed with the Rams' offensive play calling. There were a couple times. There were a couple times where they ran wildcat, and it just wasn't effective. And I know it's going to sound hypocritical because he scored a touchdown on a wildcat, but when they won wildcat, they did not get any yardage from it. And it was really disappointing. And there weren't any of those plays where there was someone wide open, and there was none of those creative play calling that we we'll see from maybe Sean McVay now and then, where he'll do a boot uh, bootleg or a play act or a, a unique play action where there's a guy just streaking up the field with no one on him. Maybe that was down to the Packers defense. And I think I've mentioned to you before, I hate the camera angles where it only lets you see the O-line. I want to see like yeah. the receivers and who's covering them. First of all, the O-line get no shine. So they need all the shine they can get. Thank you very much. But even in commentary, they never get any shine. Like, yeah, that's, what, that's why that's why you should force the camera on them so that people have to see and acknowledge that they're there. I feel we do a pretty good job of giving the O-line shine. I, I yeah, we do. But in terms of like the whole world, like it's, it's a very underappreciated group. Yeah, whenever they talk everyone about run needs. games. Yeah, sorry, go on. That was just to say that everyone needs, everyone needs it, but it's such an underappreciated group. When everyone talks about O-lines, they only, when they talk about running game, they, it seems that 90% of the time they focus on the running backs and not the O-line. Mm-hmm. Um I know Derek Henry will not be getting the amount of yardage he would be getting if he was at someone like, I don't know, maybe Houston. If he was at Houston, he would not be able to get that sort of yardage. No, they, they showed it even this year. If he if the O-line don't clean up instantly, if you could hit him before his second step, you could stop him. And they did that. That was done for a whole game, the um, the boys at the Ravens did it for. So it was no issue. Another thing with that Rams offense, it looked like they missed Cooper Cup a lot, a lot in the slot. They were not able to get any sort of first downs or any big play yardage, nothing. And it made me realize how good Cooper Cup is when he's not missing, when he's missing from that. What well, well, I was going to say is this. Yeah. Yeah. When I think this week has really showed um, about kind of when maybe one or two players are missing, not like a lot of players, but just one or two that uh, sometimes you may think have a big impact or sometimes you don't, but it they all seem to like Taysom Hill for the Saints. Obviously, Jameis scored, but he didn't get to play, and they didn't run as normally. They like they everything didn't run as normal as normally as it does, like what you expect. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup for Goff safety blanket. Um, I can't remember who it was for the others, but there were one or two players missing. Not maybe not key players, but names you know. Um, it turns out that most of them are key players. Last thing I want to give credit to is the Packers defense because we never spoke, we didn't speak about it too much. Darius Smith just getting those couple Ooh. sacks on golf, causing Rams so much trouble. Being able to sort of because mm. although he, Zedarius is the outside linebacker, right? He's not an inside yep. linebacker. No, it's outside so, linebacker. and his sacks were all coming from the interior, so they were coming from an A gap position or a B gap position. It was like okay, so they're doing these these what do they call them stunts. I was like, kind of, uh, tri- stunt, not tropical blitz, exotic blitz. I've seen other people call it exotic blitz. But yeah, stunts, <laughs> I guess, is the proper word to use. Where he's coming from the middle and he's getting sacks from the middle. And I guess the, just the Rams O-line had no idea who to pick up, no. which credit to the Packers for doing that. But also credit to their play calling as well and, and game planning because Rams couldn't get any short wide receiver screen yards or anything like that. And I thought, wow, that, that's a big part of the Rams offense. And like, really impressive for the Packers to be able to stop that. Mm. But although Goff was injured, I was really pleased with the way they were able to counter that. Big Packers coming for you. You got Pack and Buck next. Not coming for me. They're playing your team next. So. Yeah, but that they knocked your last team 
No. And they didn't, they technically, they didn't knock your last team out because it was, uh, you know, a two-day marathon. But speaking <laughs> of my last team, speaking of my last team, we had the Ravens-Bills game. And I said to you, it was going to be low scoring. I said to you, I really like both defences, um, mm. although it was a bit obscured by the pick six, uh, 101 yards. You love to see a 100-plus yard touchdown, no matter what the situation. Oh, bro? Bro? And then the funny thing, right? Yeah, I was remember a couple of years ago um, when they were doing the DB. They like they fingers going the first or second year. They in the um, in the combine that they made the DBs do that gauntlet drill um, that they normally make the oh, wide receivers do. I know you're going with this. Yep, that was the DB that got hit in the back of it. Well, I think it was who was it? It was one of those Ohio State boys. Yeah, uh, no, I don't think it was. I, I remember the logo being pink. I don't think no, it was. But, in a... It was no, a bit more of an obscure player. No, 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 not him. Is then one of the Ohio, um, Ohio State? I think it was Dwayne Haskins. Was it Dwayne Haskins that was throwing the ball? Might not have been. But it was one of those big oh. arm receivers that were throwing the balls in the drill, and they were throwing it. That's when you know um, Steve. That's exactly what I was going to say. When Steve the Smith called the geezer out. Down. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, calm down. Like we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to make sure everyone gets money here. You're not trying to prove anything to anyone. Like relax. Like he was. It was literally after that one. It was after What's that one. What's his name? Tyrese. I think his name is Tyrese. It's a Tyrese or uh, Tavon or some someone like that. But he, fair play to the kid getting hit in the back of the head, and now he's doing 101 yard returns in the in important returns in the uh, in the playoffs. Uh, Tyrese Jackson. I think that was a Tyree Jackson. I think that was his name. Tyree, because I remember he was on the Bills because he was like a, a a Josh Allen prototype. Who was the, who was the <laughs> guess where he is now? In Philadelphia. What Tyree? Yeah. <laughs> he found a perfect place for him somewhere where. Ah, uh... oh, he was in the XFL. He played for DC Defenders in the XFL. Anyway, Wait, then one's bounce. We got on a sidetrack. Um. Ravens, yes, so 101-yard return. I was really impressed with both teams' ability to play the defense, uh, to play to play on defense. Mm-hmm. Bills did really, really well in terms of containing containing Lamar and not letting them beat them by the passing game, which obviously isn't the Ravens' forte. But I felt they did really well in covering their receivers up and putting pressure on Lamar. We all know that's playing man coverage. We're going to play man coverage. Lamar your receivers, Ravens and receivers are going to try and see if you can beat us. You can't. We're going to put some pressure on you, see what you can do. And it was hard for Lamar to get anything going. There were some shots that were taken. Um, Hollywood Brown, I don't know what it what it is. I don't know how he gets yards, but he gets yards. He needs more help. He Because yeah. Hollywood Brown's the only one I'm, I'm worried about on that, on that offense. He mm. can really play well, but Damn, do they need some offensive help? I feel maybe for Ravens fans, I'm looking at it wrong, but I feel they need to. There's no, there's no way you you look at him and be like, nah, he don't need help. Like, there's no way you look at that team and be like, yeah, we only need one decent receiver. The rest can be intermediate, short receivers, and what do you up? And we just send one deep ball. I remember listening to a Bleacher podcast from Lefko, who was talking about Lamar Jackson. He was saying Lamar Jackson's arguably got one of the worst receiving corps in the NFL and yet he's mm-hmm. still able to do what he is says a lot about what he can do throwing the ball mm-hmm. but Ravens will be will do well to get some extra help there 
then what's the problem? Because Willie Sneed somehow gets his name mentioned. I don't know what he does. Somehow he gets plays. He's been around, I guess. Plays for a big team. It's like he gets plays. He somehow, you know, has big games. But hmm. also, Justin Tucker was in his Ronaldinho flex, hitting one side of the post and the other side of the post. That was impressive what he was doing with them kicks. No, like kickers this weekend. I don't know what went on. Apart from Cody Parkey. Did they they all have like a meeting and be like, yeah, everyone, we're going to miss one or two and then see how it goes from there. (laughs) Because these teams seem to forget about us, forget the importance of us. So let's just miss one or two and see if they remember us when it comes to contract time. That was weird. It was like um, the beginning of the season. Yes. Yeah, there were a lot of misses. Was it beginning of this season or last season? I think last, last season. Gosh, the season's just you mix them up. I guess when it's this, end yeah, of the this season. year is merged into one. Don't know, like this last year, like the last two seasons have merged into one because of all the short breaks and all that. Blah blah blah. And in terms of Lamar Jackson, he went 14 of 24, 160 yards, no TDs, one one interception, one pick six at the very end. Bless him at the end, he was just trying to recover the ball, make a tackle, and just didn't happen, geese. Good luck next year. I'm going to say it like that. You know they're the best team in that division. Don't even front. They're better than the Browns. Yeah, yeah, come on. Oh, it's funny because the way you were sounding, it sounded like the Browns are the best team in the universe. But, you know, this when? week, this week, it uh, looks like the Browns are the Browns this week, huh? I never said... Oh. Isn't that interesting? All right, all right. Isn't so, that this, interesting? This, this, this is going to be a very quick, this is going to be a very quick um, sidetrack. Chase, shut the fuck up. What is this guy on about? See, or I told you they did one with more grace. Yeah. Coming from the girls, like, oh, losing. What's that? I told you, I told you this. I, I told you this. I told you this. You said, yeah, I don't mind about this, 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 and none of that. I just said, don't be the ones that lose. Once we lose, Chase, you didn't, Chase didn't have a big enough game that day. To, I, I hear he, get, he got a touchdown. But he did not have a big enough game that day to say that thing. If Juju said it, I would even have more sympathy than what I do right now. But Chase, Chase. We had team, your teammates were dancing on logos after wins. You were saying losing. I don't know her. You were saying the Browns will get clapped. <laughs> These, you were saying you were, your mouth was loose this whole season, talking about winning with grace, winning with class. I told you, stay out of ground for his business, Ed. I did not tell you. Just keep, keep off this internet because these people will piss you off. I told you this. The biggest Vanessa is AB. He has somehow seeped all this into the Steelers' locker room. Somehow, somehow, everyone's been affected, and he's the last one standing. And he's still, he's still here. He's the, he's the last one standing. I, 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 Chase came in this year. I hear that. If you think about it, Juju was his veteran presence. Juju yeah, was yeah, the yeah. veteran of the wide receiver room. So if your veteran is dancing on on logos hey, and disrespecting Come record teams, me, come record me. I'm going to make a dance. Come, come record Chase me. Chase was the cameraman. Chase was the cameraman. At one point, if you look carefully, I think it was the Bills one. They tried to hit the thing out of his um, hand while he was recording. You see a little bubble in the middle of the in of the video. Yes, because I think someone caught it from the stands as well. Yeah. So you see the geezer come in and try to hit it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. If, if, as the cameraman, you got shot up. I can't hear it from any of you two. I can hear, no people I can hear it from. TJ Watt. I can hear it from Cam Hayward. I can hear it from Minka Fitzpatrick. I can hear it from Joe Hayden. I cannot hear it from Big Ben. Even Big Ben, I can't hear it from. 
So the fact that you that came in last week thinking that you could come and say this while you were being the cameraman, get out of here, man. <laughs> but ho- hopefully next next year, hopefully you know you continue to play well and build on that. But you need to shut up. Yeah. That, that was least, our, we're obliged to talk about the Steelers for about five or ten minutes every show. Is there a closing words you want to say on the Steelers? Yeah, I, I want to say, if you're going to say it, double down. Don't back down and be like, oh, win with more class. No. Say it with your chest, puff it out, and say, I said what I said. Here we go. Because if you did that, you'd at least have been true this week. But no, you backed off it. Now, you're, now you, look, you look soft. Yeah. So, back to teams that matter. Um, Yo. What else did I write on my notes? The Browns cool. is the Browns. Um, I also said, but yeah, again, as I said at the start, both Ravens defense and Bills defense have played really well. My one question about that Bills offense, and I mean, I'm so pleased for Diggs, how he's just turning out to be a number one receiver and the connection mm-hmm. he's got with Allen, it's just a stark contrast to what was happening in Minnesota. I'm assuming like most people, no one really thought he could be a number one receiver in Minnesota, although he had an elite receiver beside him. Mm. really pleased how he's able to take that leap especially with John Allen they can build that relationship but I was surprised they didn't have more rushing plays for Josh Allen that made QB draws or no, any power yeah. run plays they didn't do any which I was a bit surprised about maybe they were fearful of the Rams um, rush defence but no, that they, was just one thing they, I noticed the, watching the game there wasn't that many opportunities for Josh Allen to run um, the, Ra- the Ravens won but yeah um, they don't because what they did <laughs> they learnt that's what happened. They learned these these playoff defenses are here for real. They hit hard. And then what could have been for them is okay, so let's say it. Josh Allen goes down. Who's their backup? No idea. <laughs> until until yesterday. Until yesterday, did you know who Kansas City's backup was? If you'd given me 10 minutes. Yeah. I reckon I maybe would have got it yeah. because obviously that, he's, an, he's an old Jags boy. So I yeah, you would have got yeah. it. That's the only reason. And that is exactly why they did not run any running plays for Josh Allen. They're like, these Ravens boys hit hard. We're cool with it. Josh, throw the ball. Hand it off or throw it. Don't do no nonsense. Because if you go down, it's a wrap for us. Oh. So they've got, well, the third choice. Well, I'll go from third to second. Third choice is the boy Jake from Georgia QB. Oh. He's still there. They didn't. They didn't drop him. They didn't cut him. They drafted him. What last? This they drafted him this year. Yeah, and then all his racist sex came out. Yeah, but you know, if it's a white QB, it'll just sort of get brushed under the. Especially for right white QB that isn't playing. <laughs> and yeah, if he's he's from the south as well, so you know, sort of expected. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Matt Barkley. Ah, yeah. Do you okay? So do you think they win that game with Matt Barkley? I just think now you're going into super pessimistic mode after what happened to Mahomes. No, but but they won that game still. I think the kind of the whole new Bills identity is moving away from the Josh Barkleys of the world because they had those for a long time and they, they were just a middle-of-the-pack non-playoff team. Saying what we're saying about rushing, overall, mm. Josh Allen had seven carries for three yards. Yeah. No good. Uh, TJ Yeldon had two carries for four yards and yep. Devin Singletary seven for 25. Yeah, so between them, they got less than 35 yards, which is so don't, I don't think it's going to cut it against the Chiefs if they need no. to control the ball, need to control possession, limit well, the Chiefs' offense. Well, well, we don't know if they have to. That's the thing, we don't know if they have to. 
<laughs> we don't know if they have to. Um, I love the defense and what they can do, but I don't like the matchup against the Chiefs, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. Yep. Any, any, I've got nothing else to say, Ravens Bills. You any last words? No, um, that was an ugly, that was an ugly game, but it was always going to be an ugly, it was a I pretty mean... ugly game. No, no, it was no, not pretty ugly game. It was an ugly, pretty game. You get what I mean? Like it weren't as ugly yeah. as we expect. Like it weren't as gritty and run the ball and drops and blah, blah, blah. Like it weren't as ugly as ugly fought, but it was a nice, you saw the completions, you saw the da da da, but it just didn't really get anywhere. Yeah. So it was a lot of a lot of kicking back and forth, a lot of punting, a lot of you know nothing. But they'll just you just have to squeeze it out. There's always going to be one of those games every year. So that was my matchup for last week. Both those two were my teams, and the Bills made it. So then we get on to the Sunday game. So I was going to say the Bills only made it because they faced one of your teams. So you only have a team in there right now because. They played each other. Yeah. Um, but I do want my credit because all my teams smashed it in the first week. So I did well first week. You did well second week. So I guess it evens out. Yeah, but so. the, the funny thing is we're not scoring it off of who does well week by yeah, week. Yeah, I know. Scoring it you're by trying the big to be one. a hater. I need to back myself. So yeah. We're scoring it by the big one. I know, which I think I had in the bag. Which I think that first half, everyone got shook that I've already won this thing. Like they got shook. I won it with my first pick. Ed, don't, don't lie. Yeah, I mean, I want Chiefs lie. and Packers. We both said Chiefs yeah. and Packers. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, the Chiefs were looking good. Oh, they were looking good. They, they weren't even looking good because of what you expect the normal Chiefs are. Like the high-flying, high points. They were looking good because they controlled the ball. They ran it out. They got the short yards. They got the short passes. They were just doing everything. They were just moving up, up the field incrementally. They were showing that they can do what we what we think they can't you know what i mean like yeah. we, we all know that they can get a big bomb over the top yeah, 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 but, yeah but we wanted to know if they could control the ball if they really wanted to the answer is yes and what made it even better was i think the browns actually played really well um yeah. Yeah. i felt that they were able to get pressure on patrick mahomes but he was able to throw the ball so quickly that mm. it didn't matter it didn't matter if miles garrett was there and he was 0.5 seconds away from clamping the shit out of him Balls out quickly to an open receiver because they can get open from those short distances, whether it's Kelsey bullying his defender or Tyreek Hill with that quick first step. And as they just it made it look so easy, the way that they can get the ball out of their hands are just casual. They didn't need to get out of third, third or second gear. It was just, you know, we're in a pedestrian zone. It's calm. We don't need to, we don't need to do anything drastic. Oh, you know what it was, right? So I, I, I texted it during the match, yeah. Yeah. I was like, the Browns had all the play... I think they like had perfect play calls. Yeah. I think um, the decision-making by Baker, for the most part... Yes, was, yeah, yeah. Was decent. It lit, as in, like, for that first bit... For the first couple drives. So, like, the, the Chiefs would go up and kick a field goal. Or the Chiefs would go up and score. The Chiefs would go up and score. And then they would... they they had an, they, The players they came back with... The decision making, it was there. It just didn't like the ball was on the fingertips. It just didn't catch it. The, uh, the maybe defender came batted it out. Like maybe there was just a bit more pressure and it was a bit like a little inaccurate. But the the right choice was made. You get what I mean? Like, but it just wasn't. And the, but then it started to get to the point where I was like, they did that. They got nowhere. Uh, the Chiefs scored again. They replied back with a field goal. 
short field, still on a field goal. Like, and but then it started to be like, okay, if the Chiefs just keep scoring, whether they're good or not, like it's going, it's going to get ugly. But then, oh no, go on. I was just going to say credit to the Browns also for keeping themselves in that game. Yeah. Because another team potentially would have given up or not had much faith. And I love the attitude. I know it's a little play doesn't mean too much, but when Miles Garrett came back and made a tackle on the running back after he was beaten mm-hmm. um, on the line of scrimmage, the way that the fact that they had the mentality, you know, what, we're going to keep on fire, we're going to keep on fire, and we never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. It takes one freak play, and it nearly took one freak play to get that W. But then. <laughs> Anything is possible. Anything is possible. All I'm going to say is, but at that point, so the Browns did so well to keep themselves in the game yes. up until that point. 18, right. About 18 play, mm-hmm. eight minutes, and there were mm-hmm. key third and fourth down conversions. There was two fourth down conversions during that drive. Like, you know what? Bold yeah. play calling, great execution. Love it from the Browns. Super so, awesome. So when they did that, I started getting shook. Even with Pat in, I was it just felt like it felt. I know, I know it's silly, it sounds silly, but it just felt like th- these are the, these are how the slip up games happen. These are how the banana skin games, the trap games. This is how they happen. A team should win. Normally, you would expect the Chiefs to come out and be slow, and then mm-hmm. the team jumps on them and gives up. We, it turns out that don't work. What you need to do though is let them start off. Not at a decent, but like at a decent pace, I guess. For it's a slow pace for them, but decent for everyone else. And then just not be threatening, but be there. Yeah, I mean, like the score is still there. Technically, mm-hmm. we are within one score of you know leading yeah. or tying this game, but it just doesn't feel like we're the team to do this. We're not gonna. It doesn't feel like you need to focus. So the Browns just did that all the way up. So they just they were like they had them in their sights, but they just followed them from a distance. Followed them from a distance. Pat goes down. So then, so that drive happens. I'm like, okay, now I'm getting. It just feels like now is a turning point because now people are gonna focus and they're gonna they're gonna get like a bit too, you know, in tuned, a bit too agitated, and things just aren't gonna be as natural as they normally are. And the Browns just there lurking. Okay, boom, this is the point. Boom, now Pat goes down. Boom, I'm like, no, this is it. After all I've said, after all I've done, if the Browns make it to the AFC Championship, I can't. I can't. At that point. No matter what happened before, no matter what happened before, the Browns should have won that game from that point. Uh, that, I was I was gonna say that's harsh, but they should have. There was yeah. an awful play. I think it was on it was on fourth. It was an awful third down play with like four minutes to go. I think it was like mm-hmm. third and long, third and eleven, and it was a check down to the running back, which went for mm-hmm. two yards. I'm like, what? That was the best option. The best. I understand the point of having a check down, but on third yeah. down, when you really need to win this game with four minutes to go, I was really disappointed with the play calling near the end. Hundred percent. Even if you, even if you go in, uh, before that, there was what like Patrick went down with more than enough time for them to get two scores and win this game. More than enough time. <sighs> yeah. And they they a... were in they were in the position as well. Like they were in the position to do it. I was disappointed they didn't play, they didn't have more rushing attempts because both their running backs had more than five yards, the average more than five yards a carry. They only mm. had 19 carries between them. I And that and we know the Browns' best asset on offense is their O-line, how they no. can create offense by the gaps they, they, they can open up. No. Disappointed that they can do more run plays. Like, 
they've had a great season. They had a great game, most of it. Yep. I was just disappointed at the end with the play calling and their lack of offense. But there was two plays this entire game that I think killed it for them. The first one was the Higgins drop targeted thing. I think he should be done for targeting. I listened to Shannon and Skip a, a little before this, and he was like, "The only reason that didn't get called, first of all, it's a non-it's a non-reviewable play, yeah. so you can't. So after, so you, we're watching this in the replays, yeah. and we're seeing it, and we're like, yeah, there's no way he's done. So, but then cool. But then when you're when you when they do the stretch out, right? The refs, even though they're there, they're not looking at the helmet. At that point, the yeah, helmet is invisible yeah, to them. Yeah, good point. They're now looking at that ball. They good want point. now if if you do it and you hit the pylon and go through whatever, and you actually do it, and then the ref doesn't call it a touchdown, you would be fuming. Yeah, yeah. You would yeah, go yeah. mad. Everything has to get tore up. Everything. So now the refs have to look at that and everything else. You could literally just punch the guy in the balls. They won't see it. So Very fair good play, point, actually. Fair play for Sorensen for knowing that, but he should have been out of the game and they should have got a, um, the, the personal foul. So, so then... Yep, go. Oh, oh, go on with that? No, no, no. no. Just carry on with yeah, it. Okay, you can say with that. Okay. All right. So then, so then there was that one and then the next play, Henny. Henny, even though he, that was not a first down, it felt like it should have been. The way he... he that was, what, 15? That was second 15, something like that, because they got a penalty just before that? Uh, I think it may have been a little bit less, but yeah, let's just say 15, yeah. Yeah, but well, he, he at least ran 15 after the drop because he dropped, did a little, and then he did his best, like, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar impression, and ran for the hills. I thought he, I, I thought he got the first. Everyone thought he got, I think they should have just given it to him because of what it was. But after that, you believe that they would always get that first. Because it was well, he got it down to a yard, half a yard. Yeah, I can't remember the next play, but I'm sure it wasn't just a one yard run. It got it was quite Two a yard. decent chunk. Uh, no, so that play happened. Then yeah. they had the other drive, and it ended in that two yard pass. Yeah, because it was fourth and third and two. So it was it was, it, was it, it got two. to so it got to fourth. It got to fourth, fourth and, and four. But so, like, boy, so boy? on that on that Sorensen hitting play. I messaged I mess you as well saying, I swear in the playoffs, Sorensen always just gets these sort of plays. I remember last year, he had a couple really big yeah. plays in the playoffs. And for some reason, he's just always in these big moments. So credit to yeah. him for being a big play gal. So they, also, the, the play they run up, the play they run after was that, um, was that sprint, that rollout sprint, right? The, the, the pass that they normally do with Mahomes that is unstoppable. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but they did it with Henny. They kept it. <laughs> And secondly, I remember looking at some reaction after the game and I, I don't mind the uh, touchback rule. I, I know a lot of people don't like it because you're supposed yeah. to encourage people to be aggressive or whatever. I, I sort of don't mind it because it's sort of like a, how are you going to play it? Like, are you going to go for it or are you not? Like, it's a bit of a chess match. Are you going to do it or not? Mm-hmm. All the Patriots players or ex-Patriots Every players were one. tweeting don't reach in don't reach we all know what happens just don't reach you don't need it in that situation yeah. i found that hilarious just a difference <laughs> between the patriots mentality and everyone else the funniest funniest thing right you know patriots going don't reach bill wouldn't have that and blah 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 but when you actually look at it i understand reaching but in that very instance they didn't need it he already got the first down exactly they were already in like the five yard like he was there like 
I understand. I know you want to get that touchdown. I know you want to put it all, all on for your team. But as if you don't drop that ball, they at least have four other chances to get in. Because you drop that ball, the other team now have it. That's I can a turnover. Imagine simultaneously, anyone who's been part of the Patriots when that play was going on, every <laughs> single person in the world that was part of the Patriots, they just like, don't reach. Just like, oh, fuck. That, that and was, the, be like, that was, was the first right. reaction I saw. Yeah, the first reaction I saw was the McCordy twins. Yes, that, yeah, the, love it. Bill wouldn't have that. Bill wouldn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> they see Bill Belichick in their head just being like and I bet Bill Belichick was there watching it just smirking whilst having a drink like, um, and so literally for the, for the next year he's got his reason now he's got his evidence as to why you don't reach so every player that comes in every receiver that needs to just put it it's like if you do this, a picture of Higgins and that play just on the wall like, if you reach you're we reaching teach. all the way back home. <laughs> if you reach, if you reach, we'll teach you at home. Bye bye. <laughs> if you reach, we'll teach you how to leave. We'll teach you where the exit is. Um, oh, so brutal. But that was that brutal. That was brutal. And then the Henny play. So obviously the run. Um, he learned that from Blake Bortles. Obviously, yeah, the greatest running quarterback in playoff history. Um, I think only it's, ever, it's only ever player with more. Only have a QB with more rushing yards than passing yards in a playoff game, I believe, unless Slowell broke it in the past couple of years. Did Tebow not break it? No, because this this is when we played the Bills. It ended 10-3. And Blake had like 98 rushing yards and like 80 passing yards or some bollocks like that. 90 passing yards, which yeah. explains what you need to know. Um, and then that bootleg play, uh, not that bootleg play, that play rolling out to the right, throwing it to Tyreek. Yeah. I, I didn't know such a big deal to have gone for it on fourth and two. I would have thought, fucking go for it. Go for it. Like, the offense has been all over the Browns. Like, yeah. go for it. If, you, if it's a run play or whatever, if if you definitely not think that they're going to stop the run, yeah. you've got so many receivers you can make a play on that. Like No, but I think I think technically you're going, oh, it's pretty late in the game. Yeah. It's what, one minute, one minute 30 left. The Browns haven't been able to get like a big splash play on us. Oh. All evening for the most part. So just pin them deep and then you know it makes you you put it on your defense, it makes up for it. You're already in the lead. They need a touchdown. So conventional football says you can kick that and be fine. Um, but playoff football and emotions and coaches where miracles happen, yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna be the team that loses to the Browns and lets the Browns go to the AFC Championship for the first time in forever. Like that's not gonna be me. So that's that's what Ed, and Andy Reid, <laughs> Andy Reid is not the one to you know do conventional, give you the ball, we'll see you out with our defense. The fact that it was a pass lets you know he was grabbing his balls. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Now what? Yeah, yeah. There's the commentary as well. Uh, all of us love Romo, and Romo's like, ah, oh, they're just gonna they're gonna try and get some offside. They're, they're trying to get offside. They're not gonna run. Trying to get offside. Trying to get offside. And then they run <laughs> play. I'm like, what? Romo was lying. This never happens. <laughs> And then he converts it. I'm like, and just seeing Romo's reaction is really fun um, yeah. coming from a QB perspective and tells you sort of what I'm assuming Kevin Stefanski was thinking as well. Like, oh, they're not going to run. Mm-hmm. Like, what? You're, t- um, you're telling, literally, you're telling every, everyone, literally everyone on the field, everyone on the bench, everyone that you left back home, you're saying, do not move. Do not cross this line. Do not get caught offside. They're not running a. They're not running a play. Don't move. Freeze. Don't listen to anything. Freeze. That's literally what the coaches are saying. Freeze. Don't hear a damn thing. Go. Is that, is that what they say freeze. to you? <laughs> yeah. That's what. Do not move. Don't listen to a single thing. <laughs> Once you get into your stance, 
hold it. Close your eyes. Hold don't look at anyone it. making any hand no, no, movements. You're, you're laughing. That's literally what they say. Close your uh, eyes. Close your eyes. Close your ears. Just freeze. Um, I think some, another player said that as well. Like an actual proper player. They're like, when it's in those situations, we close our eyes. Was it Ray? I don't know. I was like, okay. we close our eyes. We, all you linemen, close your eyes. The rest of them can move around, isn't it? It's a bit, they're a bit free. But, but now, when you see the Chiefs, move. Move. <laughs> That's a good point, actually, because now I guess defensive coordinators and head coaches have to be aware that they know the Chiefs will go for it. Yep. So, um, What's the game that was, though? What yeah, game that really was. Oh, what was I going to say? Ah, oh, well. Um, I was also... Dis- so far, I'm disappointed there haven't been any real special teams trick plays. Like, yep. there's been no fake punts or, like, fake passes or anything like that. I'm just, well, oh, no one's gone for it. Game, I can't remember what game it was. I was calling for it. I was like, yeah, yeah I mean, we're in, a, we're in a little short situation. Here's going to be a fake. And they actually... I think it's the Browns. It was the Browns. And I think mm. they actually kicked it. And they actually punted it. And it was... Because it's like, you've got um, Henny there. I think now, if you're going to fake it, I understand like it's still a short, shortish field yeah. to, where you pin, to where you pin them to eventually. But we're down by a touchdown. Um, there's a certain amount of time left. Yep, technically, there is time enough for us to kick it down there. So they were on the opposite sides, I think. Andy Reid was like, go for it. I was like, do what the Browns did, but fake, uh, run a fake punt. Um, they actually punted it, and it turned out in the Chiefs' favour this time. Yeah. But as we said, credit to the Browns. They were still in the game, mm. had the opportunity to win. And I was looking at some of the receiver stats. Jarvis Landry, seven receptions, 20 yards. It's annoying. It I guess today. it's annoying not having Odell. This is when you would need Odell to yeah. be able... This reminds me a bit of in basketball, ISO, ISO basketball, where you give mm. it to your best player and just let him do work. And I reckon that this... Is similar actually. Get ISO play of Odell. Let him do what he does, whether it's a slant or if it's a, just a go route, whatever. Let him stretch mm. the field and make those, give him the opportunity to make a play. Maybe that causes Tyron Matthew, another safety, to come and help out and opens up the field for everyone else. But yeah. it would have been nice to have seen exactly Odell that. play. Yes, it's exactly that. Um, hopefully next year. Um, hopefully for a different team, you know. Because get out of my division, but um, I was gonna say Steelers could do with him, but I'm not sure how we're doing that locker room. You don't want Odell, Chase, and Juju in the same locker room. Uh, Juju's gone. Remember, he's he's a free agent. Yeah, right I know, now. I know. But so it would be Chase. Maybe Odell can at least Odell's antics were football related. You get what I mean? Like they were football related. Some of, most of the rest yeah, of okay, it. Most, you know, yeah, you're right. Most, yeah, you're right. You're the, right you're the, right. the rest of it was just being a superstar in in the social media era. But you know. That Paris clip was a killer. That Paris clip yeah. was so bad. Yeah. Most of it was kind of football related. And was, but, you know, there um, has, you know what there hasn't been that I've been quite upset about? There's been comebacks, but it hasn't been like the last drive is needed for everything. Yeah. The last second TD saves a whole entire state's hopes. Like there's none, there's not been any of that, which is means this weekend or in two weeks, we'll find out. Could be, could be at a super. Oh, just whatever the Super Bowl matchup is, it's going to be fun no matter what. If it's Mahomes versus Brady or Mahomes versus Rogers, awesome. If it's mm-hmm. Brady versus Allen or Rogers versus Allen, 
awesome. No matter what the matchup, it's going to be great. I think the best, the best matchup TV because normally you know you get to a Super Bowl and you get maybe good a good defensive stands, defenses know what to do, and they get in this low scoring games. I want Rogers and Mahomes that could pick apart a good defense, thousand percent, and just have exciting TV. So I re- want a rematch, shootout. rematch of Super Bowl one, Packers mm. Chiefs. Definitely what everyone would love to see. I want a shootout. And I want Mahomes, full Mahomes. I don't want concussion Mahomes. I want full Mahomes. So at this point, he'll have three weeks. Would you sacrifice Mahomes and drop him for this week so he's full? full he's full. Hell for no. Su- okay. Hell no. You are, didn't it? You're looking no. a bit shook. What do you mean? Yes. What do- this isn't, this isn't, uh, oh yeah, week 17 and then first round of the playoff situation. Like, it's not that. Like, this is, uh, this is Chad Henney. If you had a decent backup, maybe you're talking I'm, to the right person about Chad Henney. Yeah, right if if you if you guys have a week to prepare for him, you can do all kinds of damage. Nah, forget that. You know what? Yeah. Well, I thought about it. Is it obviously they don't have they don't have a say? But what they would that what if it was down to them? How they would justify it was he squeaked through before the game, and then it's two weeks off to the next one. That's what he would. That's what they would say. But because it's the independent, um, it's the independent uh, concussion people mm-hmm. that um that clear people for games, isn't it? In- independent concussion doctors. So I don't know how he's going to clear it, but he needs to clear it. They, someone needs to do ask him for the test do. test questions. Hey, what questions yeah. are you going to ask me, big man? Hey, give me the answers. What's, hey, what's hey, the, the answers? Usually, to start paying people to turn up at referees' houses and and um, doctors' houses, like they need to they need to get the boys around, like. Make, just make sure he gets that he gets to that game last thing I want to say before we talk about the last match I would hit uh, imagine how much of an L I'll take if Juju comes to the Jags I don't want to think about that that would be me taking a massive L having oh, having to hear oh, all that shit coming from my way depending on how oh, much you have to you'd love it you'd love it Corvette Corvette with Trevor Lawrence like you'd love it maybe Trevor will get in on the action Maybe he's the new cameraman, you know, hitting yeah. them angles. Uh, that's just the last thing I wanted to say because I'm not fucking include that in. We, we've spoken so much about the Steelers. We're going to have three, four episodes just on Steelers. Oh. Last game of the weekend. Uh, I don't think I'll stay up for this, but I end up staying up for it, just in bed watching it. Mm. Um, arguably the biggest, eh, yeah, let's say the biggest matchup of, of the weekend, Saints versus Bucks, Breeze versus mm. Brady. Breeze's last game in that stadium which turned out to be his last game in the NFL. Tough buying out, but it was nice actually to see the clip. Did you see the clip of him and Brady at the end? Yeah, but do wait, did he actually retire? Like, is this official now? Because So Jake Glazer said before, it, but not. I was watching the broadcast, Jake Glazer said before yeah. the game that this would be Drew Brees' last game in yeah. the Superdome. And I missed sort of what, what was said before then. So I was like, oh, okay, Drew Brees must definitely be retired. Then I got the report from Bleacher, the notification from yeah. Bleacher. I was like... And they said, Jay said, yeah. But yeah. then... Drew, uh, Drew hasn't said it, and Drew has a very big contract waiting for him when he retires. Exactly, he hasn't said it, and he's got a contract. I believe it is for next year. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's not, but it's a until you finish playing yeah. contract. So that's the wording. the The assumption is that is next year. Drew Brees finished playing at the start of this year. Let's get that. <laughs> let's get that. You say that, but yeah, he sure. beat he beat Brady twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Speaking of that game. Look, I, I did say to you last week, I am worried about Drew Brees. I love the Saints' defense and how loaded they are, but I am worried about some of Drew's performances past couple of weeks, although that part of it has been due to the injury. When Taysom Hill has to come in and, I mean, actually, no, 
uh, I'm getting confused between Rivers and Drew Brees because I know for long when I have to do a Hail Mary, mm-hmm. um, uh, J- Jacoby Brissett comes in and takes the Hail Marys for Philip Rivers because he can't throw the ball that far. And I was getting Mate, confused oh, that, was still embar- that was still embarrassing. I'm not going to uh, lie to this day. What? Did you yeah, see he, that last throw? And he didn't even make it to the end zone. Um, oh. But anyway, about this game, not we're not talking about the Colts. Uh, some things I wrote at the start of both halves, the Saints were running the ball really, really well. But then I don't know what happened thereafter. But the second half of each halves, mm-hmm. the Bucks locked that down. They yep. were getting negative yardage, one, two. They locked that down. Mm-hmm. The Saints then struggled to run the ball off. I have no idea if it was just adjustments or what it was. But first half of each half, Saints could run. Remainder, they couldn't run. I don't have the stats yeah. because I don't think they, they go into that in detail, but that was one thing I noticed. And at the start, Bucks defense, the most typical bend but don't break. Those two drives, they made it to the 20 or 30 yard yeah. line and they stopped the Saints. I'm like, that is massive. You go from having 14 points to six points. Like, mm-hmm. credit to the defense there. That is amazing from them. Um, yeah, those are a couple of things I remember noticing at the start. I'll tell you what, yeah. This was the best, worst game possible. Like, it was billed as, you know, the last the last great matchup. Like, this is going to be done. Like, it's going to be da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You come in, they, they, they both didn't play great. Um, it was very low scoring, but it kept you in because, like, you couldn't just, like, turn it off. Yeah. Because it was low scoring and close and it didn't feel safe either way. But it got to the point where I was like, it, it still don't feel safe. It was 2013, 2020, wherever that one was around that. Yeah, 2013, yeah. Yeah. 2013, yeah. yeah. I was like, yes, 2013, so, because yeah. the, they had two touchdowns, the, mm-hmm. the Ram. The Saints had two touchdowns and two field goals, and then the Bucks had 20 points. Yeah. yeah. So it gets to that point, yeah. I'm like, oh, do I still... I have to stay awake, yeah. I have to stay awake. No one's put this game away. I have to stay awake. My body weren't trying to hear it. My body weren't trying to hear it. But then Jared Cook fumbled. Boom. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. Right? I'm here. Killer. (laughs) But I'm here. So I'm here watching it. I don't know. Obviously, Shannon Sharp has broken it down as, as a tight end. Yeah, so Shannon Charles broke it down into the tight end. It's like, boom, you beat the guy off the route. So you know the guy is on your right now. You beat him, he's on your right. So now you're running, boom, you catch the ball, and you're moving. You're looking over here, but your pressure is coming from over here. And you know that because you're the one that beat the guy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? I, I hear you looking for someone else, but there's no one there. If you know the press, if you look in there, but you know the pressure's there, that's fine. But you can't look there, not know the pressure's there, and fumble. And he was breaking it down as, as you know, obviously one of the greatest tight ends of all time. And he was breaking it down. I was just like, I wondered, I've always wondered why this guy is on five teams. He fumbles a lot. It was like Jared Cook, he gets good numbers, I guess. But guess what that fumble number is? Very high also. I didn't know that was a trait of his having a lot of fumbles, but as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, you know, he's there. Just it's just that's a perfect. You put it in the only place when you know he can't get it. But Mm. that was in hindsight. If literally, if you just cover the ball and look over there, you are fine. That's it. 
doesn't even need to cover the ball. You just switch hands because there's no one on that side. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, I hear that. But if you're prepared, you're preparing for it. Obviously, you don't know when this hit is coming. So you're preparing for that arm to come over and yeah. tap it eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cover that. Look there. So you make sure you. But then you know that guy's here. So that his hit is not going to hit you. It's not going to hurt you. Sorry. The potential one from over this side, which you don't see, can. But boy, boy. great heads up play from Winfield though. Great heads up play, like taking a chance, like. And then after the that, kick. Devin Bush with two, two picks, two crucial picks and decent returns. Because the first one set it up for a touchdown, which yeah. so annoying, so annoying. Because obviously I was watching it from Saints perspective, having picked them, yeah. I would not want to be a Saints fan. The stuff that oh gosh, they feel like the Arsenal fans. No, you know NFL. what it is, yeah. No, but you know what it is. It's because they've been, they have been crucified a lot. They have been crucified a lot, but then they've got that one touchdown. And they, they were on the revenge tour ever since then, but then they haven't done much since then. <laughs> I remember, obviously, the Minnesota Miracle. miracle. The mm-hmm. pass interference play, the blown yeah. pass interference play, were the last two things. And I remember, where was I for the Minnesota Miracle? We were at Hearts. Yeah. And then... Did we the... watch the No, we watched the Super Bowl together, not the... Yeah. The and then the second play, the uh, PBI, that was two years ago. Yeah. First year after we finished uni, so I remember that. That's when the Rams made the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and then last year I remember something boogie also happened. To them last, oh, was it Nick Foles that kicked them and knocked them out last year? <laughs> what was Philly? What knocked them out last Philly, year? Philly. And then last year they lost to Minnesota again in overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got ten points in the fourth quarter to level up the game, and then they lost to Minnesota. It's it's just always the Saints finding different yeah. ways to lose in the playoffs before an important game. But it's like a, it's like a heartbreaking. It's never like a yeah. just yeah. a decent. We got beat from beginning to end. It's always we had a lead and we lost, or we were leading the whole game. Um, like we were we were dominating the game, but somehow they were nearby, and then the referees blew it for us. Like, or we were on a comeback. Literally last drive of the game, we looked like we we're about to score. And like, it's it's never an easy, simple loss as well. It's always a heart rate. This one, at, at least the most you could say was, at least it wasn't in the last drive of the game. Three interceptions and that fumble, just the turnovers. And their best play came from Jameis Winston. And look, no one's mentioned this, and I was trying to search it on earlier, but I think that is Jameis, that was Jameis's first ever playoff snap. And he went for 56 yards also on that play. He was initially lined up as a receiver. Mm-hmm. And I was like on my phone. And then I heard, oh, James is coming in. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm looking. And I see Alvin Kamara is the only person in the backfield. And I don't see a QB anywhere. I'm like, what? Is this Wildcat? Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Why is they just had James on the field? Then I saw him lined up in the receiver position. I'm like, oh, they're going to do some sort of trick play where James is obviously going to throw it. Mm-hmm. Needless that I know that the Bucks didn't know this. And they thought it was going to be a run play. <laughs> and there was someone running down the seam, just okay. completely yeah. open. And I'm like, how do you not know this? Nah, obviously, they've done a couple of wildcat plays in which Drew Brees is out in receiver and just doesn't move, right? With taste. So there's, a, there's a couple of, yeah, but there's a couple of them, right? But then you're not going to think with Jameis is running around. You're not, you're not thinking that. But you're also thinking, oh, this could be the one where they just draw us out to draw us out. So they have the one guy there and he doesn't move and blah, blah, blah so you can't touch him and blah, 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 blah. But damn, to let, to see him run back to the middle of the field and not think he's going to throw that ball is a madness. It was so funny watching the replay and there's four people on Kamara. And it's like, 
I know he's good, <laughs> but like. <laughs> Because they were relying on him being like the only source of like because he obviously didn't have a great game, but at some point he might turn it on. Yeah, and you don't want to be the reason why he, he, the person who he turns it on on because once the the one on one tackling matchup against Kamara is long. You know the game plan said stop Kamara, and they're like, but coach, you said to stop Kamara, like, gosh, <laughs> golly. Uh, yeah, it's annoying that the best play came from James Winston. I think that was the longest play of the game. Yeah, I think I think he has to be their starting receiver. I mean, their starting quarterback because of that. Mentioned before, I'm not going to shoot on him too much because obviously it looks like this was his last game. Drew Brees then, just wasn't you... up to it, and yeah. Michael Thomas, slant guard, couldn't couldn't get anything going. I'm just I'm just thinking with with Jameis because even at that scenario, you didn't just line him up behind center and give him a ball to throw. Does that show a lack of trust in the offense as a whole? Or is it really let's just shock people just to shock people? It's sh- the shocking worked, but maybe you think he could have done it if he lined up as a normal QB and done it. Or this, I really like Sean Payton as a coach, and just he just seems like an absolute top geezer. This could just be another Sean Payton moment where, since he got all that praise for the onside kick in that Super mm. Bowl, I think he's just going to say that he can just do all this wacky stuff and it'll just be fine. Which most times it does work. You can do those Taysom Hill plays where Taysom Hill is made to look like he can be impactful. Or he'll do something like what he did on Sunday to do those weird plays which get them a 50, 60-yard touchdown. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't seem good where you can't line up that QB behind centre and say, hey, make a play. But yeah. It is what it is. A uh, couple last things I want to say. Just... The Saints secondary is just so swaggy and so good. They had Mike Evans on lockdown. That play from Lattimore for the pass breakup was amazing. Like just, just, and you see the size of Lattimore and the size of Mike Evans. You're like, Mike Evans mm-hmm. got that all day. The Lattimore made some great plays. Some of the other Saints DBs made some amazing plays. It was annoying nothing came of it from a Saints perspective. Does it? Does it get a bit? Obviously, the pass breakup is amazing, but at one point you thought it was a pick. So does it? A he, he got moments. up. He he got up and celebrated like it was meant to be a pass breakup all day, and which I understand, but that looked like it was a pick for a hot couple seconds. I think that one was a lot trickier, and he did well to get his hands on it. it felt like a goalkeeper save. Goalkeeper save. There were other yeah. moments where I was like, ah, oh, damn, that could have been a pick. That could yeah. have been. A... Marcus Williams had that. He caught it, but both feeds went inbounds, and you're just saying, yeah. "Drag, drag, drag your foot." Um, but yeah, yeah, there it happens. So that was. So I was actually looking. At, I'm not sure if you remember. Two weeks ago, we made some fish food predictions. Mm-hmm. Some just out there, like random teams who you think would make the playoffs. My fish food prediction was the R's, R and R's. So Ravens, Rams. That's mm-hmm. not happening. And your fish food one was Steelers, lol, versus the Bucks. I mean, Bucks were the third seed, so it's not that impressive. Uh, prediction. Both our predictions, if we had to put money on it, was Packers Chiefs. Mm-hmm. In terms of our picks, you've got, you've definitely got a team in the Super Bowl, which is whoever wins the NFC. So yep. the Bucks or the Packers. So you're going in already with the grizzled veteran, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's mm-hmm. One Super Bowl MVP, probably this year's MVP, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and six-time MVP, 
Tom Brady, so you've got a lot of caliber there. Or mm-hmm. you've got the other matchup where I've got the Bills and you have got the Chiefs, mm-hmm. where I've got Josh Allen, the only guy still left without a ring, without any jewelry. Or Patrick Holmes, I could be the best player in the league. But well, technically, we don't know if Patrick Holmes is going to be in there. That's all I'm saying. Potentially. If the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, you're assuming Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. If they make the Super Bowl, they're there. But the problem is, if he's not there for this week, are they going to make the Super Bowl? So that brings us to second down. We'll have a quick review of the games. Wow, we spoke about the games for so long. Right. (laughs) It's almost like five hours. (laughs) Um, So we've only got two games to talk about, Joel. Quickly, because fuck both of them, because they're both your teams. We've got the first game, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. I don't think it'll be snow. It's a bit annoying, but... No, but to be fair, even if it was snow, Brady has done the kind of snow games before. Like, it's not warm up in Foxborough either. So, that kind of thing. But um, I want to say Packers, because I think... Oh, you know what? It's just different. You know what? Yeah, because obviously the Bucks this week, the Bucks against the Saints, as I've said, like they don't, I don't know, whatever it is, they don't play like they play against the other teams. They just don't. So like that's a bit hard. But then you never know what kind of because you don't you don't know what Tampa's coming up. Like obviously playoff Tom, you would assume he'll get right for this game. You'd assume he'll get it right and the receivers will be able to fly everywhere and blah, 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 and offense and offense and offense. I just, I just don't know. It's weird. It's just weird. I feel this is is a bit easier because I don't think the Bucs look good against the Saints. Maybe part of it was the Saints defense looked so good that maybe the Bucs didn't look as good. I know a lot of people gave Tom Brady credit. I was like a bit more like, meh. There was a couple of great plays, for example, the Johnson catch where he just twisted his body, like great body control. It was amazing. But I didn't think the Bucks looked particularly that good. I think they, the Packers. They but they look good. They look good the week before. Against the, against Washington. Oh come on! They were losing yeah, team they, in the playoffs. They were losing team. Was, Joel. Yeah, but that's the same Washington that people were saying they're going to knock the Bucks out because of the front. The front no, are going to get Brady no, moving and feel the, uncomfortable. They were what, doing it. Who was hosting that game? Maybe if it was like Fox, if Fox were hosting that game, it was just the Fox show was trying to trying to big up the game just to get a bit more viewership because whatever, like no, no they were doing it all week. They were well, the yeah, Fox shows yeah. were definitely doing it. The Fox shows were one hundred percent doing it. Yes, but they were doing it like they were doing it all week, saying that um the 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 defensive front were enough to rattle Brady because that was Brady's kryptonite against the um against the Giants back in the day. Where I said the where I said the Saints were not good at being able to throw the ball. That's what the Packers can do well. And where I said the Bucks were doing really well in terms of stopping the run. Yeah, cool, they yeah. can run the ball with Aaron Jones, but we all know Packers' offense is about their passing, and I'm not sure if the Bucks can handle it. They're going to get smoked. Well, if I said be, that last week, but yeah. Yeah, I'm saying if, if they can run the ball again, I think the Packers have got it. Um, I I don't but see Bucks winning. Brady Brady can pick them apart. I will be annoyed. I'll be annoyed if the Bucks win because oh, Skip Bayless is going to be unbearable. It's going to be fucking unbearable. But it's the first game, yeah. eight o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. So for us, it will finish at about three hours. It will finish at what eight, nine, ten, eleven. Mm-hmm. Half an no, hour. Eleven thirty-eight, I believe, is the next kickoff. 
Yeah, so half an hour after that, we have got the AFC matchup. Bills versus the Chiefs. Well, Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills. No, Buffalo Bills at the Chiefs. What am I talking about? Um, we are going to Arrowhead yep. for the AFC game. Yeah. This could be tasty, but it's all dependent on what happens with that kid from Texas, if he's available. First of all, they're cheating on this test. I don't care. Whatever they're doing, they're cheating on this test. Now, the question is, how long before kickoff does it get cleared to play? I'll tell you a story, right? We had this maths teacher in year eight or year nine, right? Mm. An absolute pushover. It got so peaked that, like, in class, no one, generally no one would care, and there'll mm. be a bunch of us just playing PSB openly in the back of the classroom. Jeez. Like, Jeez. just had, Giza had zero authority. And the other annoying thing was his breath stunk. <laughs> like, absolutely stunk. And I'm very conscious mm. about my breath, so I'm always carrying gum on me. But his breath just stunk. Like, anytime we'd ask him for a question about maths, if you really wanted to learn, nah, gee, you weren't going to ask him. And that year was just an absolute mess. And we mm. had to do an end of year te- assessment for what our grades would be because fucking hell did he do any marking or like anything else because we weren't doing anything in class. And he had given us homework the week before. Mm. And obviously my, my, my pops doesn't take any of that BS. He's like, you fucking do the work he has to do. So I'm like, cool, did my math homework. That end of year test ended up being the homework he gave us the week before. No so I opened way. up the end of year test and I'm like, I swear, this like, I swear I've seen this before. I know how to do this. I'm like, there, yeah, just like, okay, it's a bit strange. So I'm there, like doing it. I do. I'm like, okay, cool. This is calm. Like, whatever. Like, this is fine. And then me and this one other kid were like, like, did you find a question? He said, yeah, actually, I did the homework last week. And I think it was exactly the same questions. Like, swear. <laughs> oh, shit. I realized. And I think that is what the Chiefs are. So Giza is just giving them the test from law, the test that's going to be the end of your test. Like, here you go. Go and do it beforehand and you'll get the right result. No, there's no, like, they can't have him not play. I'm not just for the I understand the NFL, you know, care about the safety of the players now, but they can't let him not play. They the NFL themselves know that he cannot not play this game. I would say it'll be fun to see what the Chiefs can do without Patrick Mahomes. See if Kelsey can still have those plays, if Tyreek Hill can still have them same plays, because yeah. that's been part of the argument for Mahomes. Yeah. He is as good as he is just because he has someone like Nico Hardman, Tyreek Hill to stretch the field and yeah, Travis Kelsey, how dynamic he is but that's something you want to find out maybe a week 17, yeah. maybe a mid-season that's not something you want to have to find out in the playoffs that's not this Bills team are on cloud nine. Oh yeah their confidence levels are through the roof oh yeah they bullied the Ravens three points, how much, how much points did they get? Yeah, three points, three points. Three Baltimore points. came to Buffalo for three points for a field goal might as well just stayed in Maryland at that point. Yeah. Um, Try to kick it from there, see how it goes. <laughs> Justin Tucker will probably get it from there as well. <laughs> um, yeah. What, what you think is right? Obviously, there's two different predictions with Mahomes or without Mahomes. Yeah. What do you predict for either with or without? Do you know what? Yeah, I would, I would have predicted a shootout, but I would have predicted a shootout for the uh, Browns game as well. Um, yeah, you're a bit clearly, more high on the Browns in that yeah, game. Yeah, too. Clearly, too. clearly, that was not a shootout because I, I wanted because I I watched the um, Mahomes Baker game at Texas Tech College. And, okay, um, yeah, I, I I watched that game and I I loved it. Oh, I loved it. There was no defense anywhere. I hate that those was, games. What? That ball was flying. I was like, yeah, that was like 
prime Baker, you know, not giving a single damn about a single thing, no decorum, no class. He's not a pro yet. He hasn't gone through any of those lessons. Like, that Grabbing was his like, balls, all yeah, that sort of stuff. That. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like Mahomes that no one believed in. That was just some, you know, baseball player in a in a uh, conference with no no defense. So they were just chucking it all about. I want I wanted that game again. Like they had there was 700 yards Mahomes had in that game. 749 yards. Do you know how ridiculous that is? They had over a thousand yards, both of them. Over a thousand yards. When you're saying that, I was just thinking, imagine being at that game, how much can iconic, just a random ass game that was and being there for it. Like, yeah. what a story to tell. Oh, amazing. Uh, uh, amazing. So but stop avoiding yeah, the prediction. Um, I'm gonna... Stop avoiding it. No, I'm, I want, with, with, with my homes, I have to keep my prediction and say that the Chiefs are going to win. I have to keep that. Um, Both, even without with... Mahomes, yeah. Without Mahomes, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a madness, yeah, and say the Chiefs win. However, yeah. I'm gonna do it like it's, um, it's like they just for some for some reason, Josh just ain't firing. Like it's not clicking. It's not none of that. It's one of them ugly games again. Like it's very low scoring. So and the Chiefs hold it out because of the the imaginative play calling. So, so the Chiefs the win way. because Bills aren't up to it, not because the Chiefs just capitulate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I will refuse to pick that because I've got no idea, and I just need the Bills to win to make the Super Bowl interesting for us. But saying that, last year's Super Bowl, I was like, mess whatever. Like 49ers with Jimmy G versus. Um, the Chiefs, like I think most people are rooting for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, year before that, it was Patriots Rams. I don't particularly feel either one of them are too likable teams for the neutral. For the neutral, at mm-hmm. least, didn't really care for them. Jared Goff versus Brady. I was like, meh, don't really care. Whatever matchup we have this year, is going to be great. I feel, yeah. unless it's unless it's uh, unless it's Bucks, Chiefs Bucks. No Bills, because I'm, I'm rooting for Josh Allen because this is his first Super Bowl. Uh, this is like classic first Super Bowl young veteran who's really really oh young. Um, do you not do you not think he um, he gets overstimulated and you know the week wears him out and he comes to the game tired and all that stuff. Potentially, but he's shown a lot of maturity. He's shown that they did say that about Mahomes. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I just think the the worst matchup will be Bucks Chiefs. That will be the matchup I'd care about the least because everyone would want the Chiefs to win, and I don't think it'll be as fun as all the other potential matchups. Yeah, but Brady going for seven. I just, I just, I won't be able to deal with the Brady holics. That's my problem for for a whole two weeks. That'll be a, now. Now he, if he does it without Bill, it's a wrap. Oh like, yeah, that's true screaming. as well. I'm they I'm on the Bill Belichick corner as well. I don't want Brady yeah. to win to win more about Bill. It doesn't doesn't fit man's agenda. Man's got an agenda and it won't fit. It's so deep. Um, <laughs> so that is the conference games the two conference games of the 2020 slash 21 season it's weird how they do an info because they always just say yeah. 2020 season because yeah they just they just call it 2020 and yeah. i've that's what i've been on the instagram i've been finding it weird typing 2020 so i just stopped doing that as the year because yeah. it's not 2020 and they're never the 2021 they're the 2021 when they win it in 2021 but yeah anyway. right so on third the down, third down third the down favorite We've yes, got, sir. who are you? Joel, you've got a player comparison. Yes, I do. Tell us a little bit about <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right. So uh, my comparison here, a bit out there, yeah. I think we've, we've done Lamar before, right? We've done uh, Lamar before. Yes. No, no. I don't think we have. Okay. So. Maybe. He's, you know, the young upstart Lamar. Um, he takes hits. He keeps getting back up. His skill set is in one where he will get tackled, right? He will get tackled. Um, he is the regular season MVP. He has done a lot for the game, right? I'm going to break it. What? Can I stop you there? I think I've got it already. Yeah. Is it Holloway? No. Ah, okay, fine. Carry on. Just because I thought it was very recent. Yeah, Sorry. So, yeah. so he has been compared recently to Giannis because, you know, they do it all in the regular season but not in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm just going to take a complete left turn. Like, I'm going to go off the rails here, right? So he's a running QB. You know, he, he runs as a QB. He's got exceptional running skills. But that requires him to get tackled a lot. And he keeps popping up. He takes huge hits, but he's never really injured by the hit. It's always something else. Um, it's either cramps or blah, blah, blah. But he has taken a few, right? A few, a few games now. He's taken hits, had to go back through, back to the locker room and come back. He's even been behind, gone to the locker room, taken a dump, Supposedly not, apparently. But he's come back to win the game, to ice it off. So there's an athlete out there yeah. that no matter what happens, they always come back. They may, It might seem like they're finished, but they always come back. And you've so, got a guess, don't you? So the obvious one feels like that when you're saying that the, the image that popped to mind was obviously Paul Pierce getting carried out in the wheelchair. Same, same vibe. But, Completely different sport. Okay, because I was sticking with the same sport, but I was going to say someone better who would have been a better comparison that would have linked with yeah. his play as well and his situation coming into an organization wasn't necessarily doing well, but came in and mm. changed them and changed their identity mm-hmm. and became an MVP with that team. Made mm. it to uh, made it to the playoffs slash finals. Completed mm. team, similar play style. Everyone loved him. I would have said Alan Iverson would have been a good comparison. Mm. Um, but you said but different no. sport. You said completely different sport. different sport. I'm telling you, when I say I'm gone, I've gone left. I have gone left. <laughs> like this guy, he will get knocked down, but he gets up. So he will boxing hit. is then another comparison. Lamar will get hit. Uh, he would seem injured. Uh, he oh, would this... go to the locker room it... and he'll come back. He some would say. Some would say. Eric Dyer. Some would say. He leaves his team for dead. It was a similar situation, but obviously Eric Dyer is not as good as Lamar. Yeah, I was like, that. that I do not see. How much is being Some would say the team were dead before that locker room the situation. Dead. He went back. He came in. Amazing. He popped back up. Like I was going to say Tyson Fury, but... He, he has arisen. He arisen from the ashes. You're starting to get a bit warmer there, though. He's risen... When you think about the imagery, he has risen from the ashes. The Undertaker came back to. There we go. The <laughs> dead man himself, the one and only. The unfortunate thing is that Lamar does not have his playoff streak. You get what I mean? Don't have his Super Bowl streak. The it's more streak. of a challenge trying to think of these comparisons for you than it is. Because to... <laughs> tell you, I'm, I go out there. I don't want no easy comparison. I don't want the weak stuff. I want the dead man. He covered in. You've given him all you've given him. You've given him your finisher, your team's best shot. And he arises from the dead and says, I'm going to run through everyone. I'm going to run around them, give them a little ooh in the phone box, and he's out. 
and he scores. So I'm big into my wrestling and I was just not anticipating that. Well, I used to be, a, I just don't have the time anymore. Like, it's been, how long has it been? About oh, it's, been a, it's been a long time. Seven or eight years. I'm still following it. Yeah. I started following it again after I went to uni. And I think I watched it for like one or two years, but I was like, it's so hard to keep up with. Yeah. Um, and I thought you were going to, uh, another wrestling comparison was, I'm not sure if you saw it, the video of Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Ric Flair's last game, Shawn Michaels was like, I'm sorry, I love you. And I just switched and used the shit out of him. And that was definitely Tom Brady <laughs> and uh, Drew Brees. Like, I love you, Drew Brees. Bow. <laughs> Done. Um, Send yeah. them home. That 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 was that was gonna be that was gonna be a comparison I was gonna make and I sort of actually like how now nah, actually uh, yeah I'm gonna stick with that that's a that's the comparison. Shawn Michaels is Tom Brady and Drew Brees is a uh, old man Ric Flair. Woo! Two, the two legends. You put him Flair on Brees though. Yeah, no, uh, I think Flair deserves someone's better. Someone better. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna. It, it would be oh, no. Okay, it's not age wise, but it would be this week if. Brady beats um, Brady beats uh, Rogers. I would say Brady is definitely more Ric Flair because Brady. Uh, no, actually, Rogers is more Flair. Rogers is definitely more Flair than Brady, than Brady. Is John Cena, and Joe Montana is Ric Flair because the goat before um, mm-hmm. the goat before Cena was also yeah. Ric Flair because he had the most world title reigns. So I'm saying Montana is Flair. Because they're the OG QB, and then you've got Brady being John Cena. I should actually do more of these wrestling ones. These these are actually quite quite good comparisons. Yeah, exactly. I would say who be the Undertaker? Lamar obviously he gets injured every five minutes and comes back. Yeah, but but, but if, you're, if you're talking if you're talking um, real dead man accolades, you have to go with Brady. But Brady can't be everyone. Brady, yeah, that's that, Brady I know, that's, the, that's the issue. Brady and Johnson fit perfectly because they both have like the same personality. I feel like the face of the franchise, the, face the whole face of franchise, American hero, all that kind of stuff. Um, How Undertaker could potentially be what the guy that sticks around and never leaves, but you think is dead. But no, but like he is, he is one of the goats. But then who who would be Steve Austin? Gosh. No, you know, he, do, he, he, do, he doesn't think he, like you don't think he's dead, but you think like every year, like this is his last WrestleMania. Surely this that was his last match. He's looking a bit, he's flagging a bit, he's doing that. Da, 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 da. Mahomes feels definitely the rock. Yep. Uh Stone, but they need Stone Cold. They need Stone Cold. It could Aaron be, Rogers. Well, it, Aaron Rogers. It could be Aaron Rogers, or I was gonna say it could be Josh Allen dependent on how this yeah, game goes. In the future, that could be, yeah. but I'm just thinking of old school like QBs. Yeah. Who would big Ben be? Yeah, Roger Roger Rogers is a I don't I like I'm gonna break your mold. I don't give a damn what you think, kind of guy. Yeah, what? He's, he's a stone cold. What? <laughs> what? Um, who would be Big Ben? Legendary promos. Santino Morello. <laughs> Put That's some more such a hate. Put um, some more respect on it. Rey Mysterio, man. I just don't see their place that I was fitting. <laughs> That's um, the only problem. But if you talk about coming in, making a splash, doesn't get respected as some of the big guys. Like, that's... Does does have a couple what, world championship what, rings? Eddie Eddie Guerrero, light cheat steel. Eddie Guerrero has to be someone who's great but had a short career. And he's also got the flair about him. Oh, I, I lie, I cheat, I steal, Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, oh <laughs> damn it, I've got one for Eddie Guerrero that could work. Go on. 
he's part of the Guerrero family. Who else is a famous family? No, you're not saying the Mannings. Piss off. Yeah, but again, no. But again, no. Eddie, Eddie is Eli. No, no, Eddie is Eli. Eddie is Peyton. Eddie is How Peyton. dare you respect the late great Eddie Guerrero like that? What kind of nonsense is that? That's the, that's sick. That's a sick. It's Eli. No, it's Peyton, Eli. Peyton. I made a mistake. A slip of the tongue. It's Eli. Slip of the tongue. Sorry, I meant to say Peyton. Eli can be Chavo yeah. Guerrero. Uh, yeah, there we go. And yeah, and uh, Vicky Guerrero can be uh, what's his face? Cooper. Cooper Manning can be Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> uh, who's, who's a Booker T? Jalen. Five time, five time, five time. Jalen. Jalen. Just coming in to cause chaos. That's it. I said Jalen Ramsey. Come also, in, comes in, causes chaos. Always want, I also wanted to be someone who said something on accident on TV and just got really yeah, embarrassed. Yeah. Who says, who, yeah. oh, who said something embarrassing on TV and realized they fucked up straight after? Oh, Lamar. Lamar, Lamar's Lamar, done that. Lamar, yeah. Lamar's Lamar did that. that. Lamar did that. <laughs> oh, Hogan, we're coming for you. <laughs> it's the it's the that he does afterwards it's not, he turns around like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should be the name of his podcast but it's not what Hulk Hogan we coming for you <laughs> yeah yeah the whole thing the whole sentence that what sentence everywhere. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're on about keys <laughs> but that being said or not being said, shall I say? Um, mm-hmm. That was that was it. We've got two more of these. Well, one more of these. We'll do a Super Bowl preview and then Super Bowl review, and that's it. The twenty twenty one season in the book. No, we've got two. Yeah, two more. We didn't have to do a super, oh Super Bowl review. Yeah, next week. So after these games, uh, uh, reviews. Yeah, after the Super Bowl. Yeah. So me being crowned the champion for this year when the Bills. But that's win. that's in three weeks. Uh, yeah, two of these episodes, three weeks time. Yeah, we'll get a break. Hey-o. We'll get a break in. Well, you, you really hate the Pro Bowl, isn't it? You don't hate the Pro Bowl that much. It's, no, it's just going to be boring. Like I'll watch the YouTube clips of like the activities they do, and I, yeah. I like to see who's friendly. I like to see who's mandem and who knows each other. Um, apart I would from say that. we do, we do a we do a whole we do a um, off season move so far because obviously everyone's focused on the playoffs, but there's been yeah, some sneaky do. some sneaky sneaky things going on. I was uh, I was going to say. I, I was gonna wish we could do a, a stream of me and you playing, playing um, Madden, but it would just be very oh. one-sided because uh, we all know how the last couple of games have turned out, or actually not couple, how just the last years have turned out. But I'm not gonna. The buy last the new game Madden. we played, I was leading till I got bored. Gosh, is that is that seriously what you're clutching on? No, that's what happened. Okay, so that means you deserve to win. Did you have 500 passing yards as well? No, because I didn't need them. I outran you. Anyway. So you lost though? Yeah, because I threw picks. (laughs) Same like Ben. Because you're so obvious. I know we're going to throw all the time. You're so so vanilla with your throwing. The game got boring. Let's just bomb the ball downfield. Let's go. Or throw it in the middle where I know you're going to throw it in the safety Down the field. Down the field. (laughs) Anyway, um, we shall leave you with that. That has been there... week. I've lost my music count. Uh, a 19. Rotted. Wow. That was week 19. We're going into week 20. Right. Yes, sir. Run Atlantic. We out.